Welcome back to Cooking Politics post midterm elections. I'm Cass, your host, and my podcast platform is AnchorFM.com. Y'all have heard me talk about Anchor FM. It is the platform that I use, and you can too. You and I both know you, my listeners, can do a better job podcasting than I do. So, what are you waiting for? Go to AnchorFM.com, download the app to your smartphone or computer or both, and get started with your podcast today or tomorrow. Today is Sunday, November 13th, 2022, and the dogs are finishing up their dinner, so you may hear them crunching. I'm out at the farm today. Before I get into what I had prepared to talk about today, I had all of this ready to go up Monday morning, and um, after I got everything recorded, I hopped in the car and ran to town. bought some chili fixings so I can make some chili and on my way back I noticed that someone had removed two of the clips that were holding my barbed wire fence up and I I just went into a spiral I was like oh I had noticed I don't know about a month back somebody had taken the um, insulators off of my electric fence and you know insulators they're not overly expensive but they're not cheap and so I was a little disappointed and irritated about that but I just kind of put it on the back burner you know and went on but when I came home and I saw the fence down I mean you literally have to have a tool to unclip those clips those metal clips because they are there to hold that fence in no matter what and so I kind of went into a spiral because I thought what I I mean what kind of person does this to another person I don't I and then you know your brain so anyway I was just going to share that story and it really got me thinking you know because I put so much into my podcast as far as researching it and if I have to commuting somewhere to get information or commuting somewhere to get a um an interview and then when I come home and see that somebody has sabotaged my farm for some I would say petty reason but I'm guessing it's more malicious and that's even spookier but it is what it is Um, okay so let's talk about midterm election listeners we are post midterm election that's like five days ago we have all listened to our mass social and or paper media rattle through the numbers like folks were betting on a fantasy football game. That part is sad, but before I get started there, I want to send my respects and prayers to the Pelosi family. I'm not such a big Nancy Pelosi fan. I mean, she is extremely intelligent, completely qualified to do her job. I have respect for that. But I have maybe 13, 14 months until I can retire, and I'm quite a bit younger than she is. I'll probably keep working somewhere. The podcast, maybe. Maybe I can get better at that. The farm, yeah. It'll be a lot less hectic if I don't have to drive to Springfield five to six days a week. But I know I'm slowing down. My son called me Friday on Veterans Day as I was driving home from work. And although we had a wonderful conversation, I could tell certain things about myself, like Nancy. 
my speaking is changing, let's be honest, just like listening to Senator Grassley of Iowa. What is he, 89 years old? And when Nancy or Grassley talk and I'm listening on C-SPAN, I'm not going to lie, it ain't a pleasant experience. I am no way in hell saying either one of them lack intelligence, but wow. And since I'm down that rabbit hole on Nancy, this pissed me off. I get her almost daily social media live feeds in addition to any C-SPAN plays. So what pissed me off? She got COVID earlier this year and went ghost. Can I say that? Is that offensive? I don't know. She went silent. I get it. She was sick with a horrific virus. But let me tell you about Catherine M. Clark. She's a 59-year-old American politician who has been the U.S. representative for the 5th Congressional District in Massachusetts since 2013. And since 2021, she has been the Assistant House Democratic Leader, also known as Assistant Speaker. And I get it. I don't know all the rules. I don't have a kajillion hours to internet search. But why isn't she stepping in when Nancy is unavailable? Is there some kind of protocol? Or is this a power trip? I don't know. But... Yeah, I think if you're going to have an assistant speaker and the assistant speaker is probably making an income as assistant speaker, the assistant speaker needs to be stepping up when the speaker is down and out. That's just my opinion. If somebody wants to correct me, my email is coming out of the kitchen pod at gmail.com. I went off the road on that. Nancy, God love you. I hope you're Mr. Hills quickly. Think about retiring. I know we are most likely going to get a new whiny-voiced speaker after all the votes are counted. I wish you could have left the office on your terms. I hope I'm wrong. Two years of the, quote, I sold my soul to the Trump cult, end quote, and who knows, maybe maybe this really is God's plan. Let that whiny, ass-kissing, spineless, walking, ego-inflated representative have the office. I don't know. Just guessing, but seriously. Maybe that's God's plan to shine the light on the -the over-the-top evil politicians like God did to the last president of the USA. I just don't know. Anyway, I thought, whew, election's over. Time to get back to my Coming Out of the Kitchen podcast. But it looks like it's not going away. Seriously, it never does, though, does it? You just have to constantly pay attention to this stuff. People are already focusing on the 2024 race, and they should. One podcast I listen to, dang it, I, I need to write down the name of the podcast. When I hear something I want to share, I'll work on doing better. Anyway, I think it was called The Back Room with Andy Ostroy. O-S-T-R-O-Y. I'm horrible at pronouncing names. If it was on his podcast, he's pushing the idea of a Whitmer for president and a VP Warnock. The podcast person suggested that Gretchen Whitmer, Midwestern kick-ass, quote, you can't kidnap me, end quote, paired up with the Reverend Warnock of Georgia would be the best. A solid Midwest gal and a good old Southern gentleman. And you know what? I've said for years, stop electing East Coast. Go Midwest. Get someone versed in farm factory and the mesh of all cultures. Wait a minute. I know there's farms on the East Coast. 
and so and I know there's a lot more culture on the East Coast than there is in the Midwest it's just a different way of looking things the Midwest looks at things differently than the East Coast just as the West Coast hey let's just go to the West when's the last time we had a president from the West Coast like California or Washington State there's an idea let's find somebody out there but if not me and that other guy on the other podcast we kind of like the idea of a Whitmer Warnoff ticket did I beat that to death <laughs> sorry okay I'm sorry speaking of which how damn many of those Walker voting Georgians headed back to church after they voted seriously how is it that in 2022 the Georgia voters can't decide if they want a baby killing wife cheating deadbeat dad as a senator or do they want a reverend you know a man of the cloth a preacher of the word I, I don't know how they're having such a difficult time deciding which one they want to be a senator to represent their state. I mean, are they at this point just about as embarrassed as we Missourians have been for these last four years? No. Six years? I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's a lot of embarrassment going around. Maybe somebody's taking the shade off of Missouri and letting the embarrassment go somewhere else. Like, I don't know, Georgia. Today... I'm just going to talk about Missouri House of Representatives and, well, no, I'm going to cover a lot of Missouri politicians. So, some of y'all might get bored with me here, but I, don't, but I don't think I've ever had a civics class back in high school. If I did, it was quite a few spins around the sun ago, and I've misplaced my memory of said civic class, but I don't think we had it when I was in school. Not to mention algebra. I'm sure any algebra that was put into this brain has evaporated. Anyway, the Missouri State House of Representatives have 163 districts. So that's one representative per district. And each district has an average population of 37,000 people or residents. Some districts within a city might be like a mile long and a mile wide while a rural district could be hundreds of miles and maybe 50 small towns so there's that to consider every two years we Missourians get to retain or elect a new representative and we have term limits so there is a maximum of eight years available to serve as a house representative in Missouri however they have to get reelected every two years they just can't go past a total sum of eight years. Clear as mud? Okay, moving on. So, let's talk about our 2022 elected Missouri House of Representatives. Now, if it's not offensive to anyone, as I worked with, as I worked with or podcasted Missouri House of Representatives, I dropped it to an acronym because saying Missouri House of Representatives over and over and over I'm not a politician, so I cheated. I made an acronym, MOHO Rep, or sometimes I just said MOHO. Let's talk stats on Missouri, and we'll just go through all the stats, if that's okay with y'all. Well, I think it's all the stats. Well, that's a summary of the stats. Okay, MOHO, Missouri House of Representatives, has 163 seats. 
seats that are voted on every two years. We just talked about that. So we have 725 days or just under two years to prep for and to retain 54 Dem Democrats and add 28 to 30 Democrat seats on the MoHo side. In 2022, the Democrats had 26 district seats with no opposing candidate. That was a free ride. That means they had nothing to do but put their name on the ballot and sit back in the rocking chair and wait. The Republicans had 64 district seats. 64 seats with no Democrat running against the Republican. No one in 64 of Missouri's Moho districts had an opponent. No one, no Democrat ran against them. No Independent, no Libertarian. So what can we do? Well, I've been thinking of some ideas, but I'm going to keep them to myself for a minute. Easy Math says find 28. No, let's go with 30 Democrats in those districts to run for that district seat. Or let's get Democrat butts. Let's get Democrat butts in every one of those districts. Every 163 seats. And let's build a network to help those Democrats in those 64 free for Republican seats. And let's look at the 18 seats, the 18 Democrat seats where the count was close enough that had we Missouri Democrats given them a little more elbow grease, they would have won their seat. I personally have one more year. Well, I've got 13 to 14 months to work on my paying job until I can retire. And my heart is so torn after the election. Some of my friends were gleefully exclaiming, exclaiming how the Democrats eked out a small increase. And some of my friends looked at me like they were thinking, Ugh, is she okay? Ask her how she is. And when they did ask or they didn't, so I brought the topic up, I said, I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. We have two years to work on finding and or preparing Democrats to run for those seats in those districts. So we have two years to work on finding and or prepping Democrats to run for those seats in those districts. But we also need to come up with a plan. So as the ideas popped in my head as to what we can do in the future, I'd stop what I was doing and write them down. Then I started researching the idea. And once I researched it to my ability, I drove one and a half miles to an acquaintance of mine and bounced it off of him. He blew a hole in my bubble. Then he gently explained to me, this isn't a horse race. So first, he told me I need to create a committee, appoint officers, establish monthly meetings, then create a caucus. Again, appoint officers, monthly meetings. Then, only then, could I do the, quote, big idea, end quote, the thing I wanted to do. My ADD, ADHD is telling me not no, but hell no. I just um, bull in the china shop. I get an idea, I want to run with it. Look at me, trying to do a podcast, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I just plug in the microphone and talk. <laughs> anyway, I have a day job, a farm, and now I've got a malicious neighbor sabotaging my farm, and two podcasts that, well, I need to find out how to improve my podcast, get podcast hosts, or quit altogether. 
But this trusted friend of mine wants me to create not one, but two groups, organize them, elect officials for them, and establish monthly meetings for them. Now that depressed me, and I do not want to be depressed. So I'll see if an attorney can assist me. Meanwhile, I'll meet with a few specialists to consult with them and balance my ideas off of them. But what this is doing, this is taking my time away from my ability to go back to my coming out of the kitchen podcast. And while I tried with politics for maybe just a monthly cooking politics podcast, I don't know. I don't know. But I think there are good ideas. I think I have good ideas. Maybe I will find the right kind of person to take up my idea challenge. And I could assist occasionally from behind the scenes, which would leave me time to work on my farm, my day job, and my podcast. Anyway, I'm going to do a quick recap, and then we will try to wrap this up. We're just having a short podcast today. We elected two MAGA U.S. Senators to the Missouri Capitol. We have two U.S. House of Representatives that are Democrat, and six Republican U.S. House of Representatives. They will be going to the Capitol. Missouri has 10 Democrat Senators and 24 Republican Missouri Senators. Missouri has 54 Democrat House of Representatives, two seats, not yet. As as of the time of this podcast, they have not been called. They're still counting votes. They're probably doing a recount is what I'm guessing. And then we have 107 Republican Missouri House of Representatives, MOHOs. (laughs) The Missouri U.S. Senate elected term is six years. This means we have two years to find find and replace He Holly. And then we've got six years of hell with Schmitz. And yes, I'm going to call it hell because he was nothing but evil, an evil little shit while he was our Attorney General. He spent more time, never mind. Anyway, the Missouri U.S. Rep elected term is two years. We have two years to clean up the mess that we sent to Capitol Hill. Now going back to the Missouri Senate, because earlier I talked about the Missouri House of Representatives, but I don't think I really went through the Missouri Senate. And I can see I'm missing some of my notes, but let's go here. Mosin, or the Missouri Senate, has 34 seats. The elected term is four years, with half of the senators having staggered election years. We have two years before we vote on the odd number districts, two years to keep the seven Democrat seats, and gain from the Republicans at least nine seats to regain a majority at the Missouri Capitol. Five seats ran unopposed in 2020. Democrats had one seat unopposed, and the Republicans had four seats unopposed. With no opposition, no one ran against them, and each Senate seat represents 174,000 residents in their district. So that's the recap. I don't know if I said it earlier. I guess I'll go through and re-edit and edit and edit (laughs) and see if I'm just repeating myself. But maybe that stands to be repeated. I don't know. I'm getting a little loopy because, yeah, I'm still thinking of that creep that sabotaged my fence. 
Anyway, I hope this podcast today will help some of my followers understand the election, the reason it is so important. And while we may put our voter ID card back in its safe place, we cannot get the authoritarian MAGAs out of Missouri if you do not stay involved. There are about five other Missouri podcasters that follow politics. I don't know if I'm savvy enough to link their podcast to my show notes, but I will try tonight for the first time ever because they are more educated than I am and um, you might get more out of their podcast than mine. So I will try to link that. If I cannot link it, I will type it into the show notes and you can do a search on your podcast site that you listen to. The more educated we get, the better our state will get and the better state we will leave for our youngins that are coming up in this state. For this podcast, my sources of info included Ballotpedia and Wikipedia, and I think a little bit of CNN was in there too. Please rate and review this podcast so others can find it. I don't get paid to do these podcasts unless listeners find my podcast, hear my Anchor ad, listen to the show, then Anchor will send me $5. So while this podcast is my passion, it's non-professional. It's non-professional. I spend a lot of my time, energy, and money to provide the podcast. So please rate and review and email me at comingoutofthekitchenpod at gmail.com. Give me your thoughts, your ideas, your comments, your suggestions, or tell me to go to hell. Whatever you want to do. Um, Until next time, have a great day and stay involved. It's your state. It's your country. But you got to stay involved. Have a great day. Okay, so here's the thing. I was doing a final edit and I was getting ready to upload it. But I saw that um, former Vice President Pence is going to be on... Mm, ABC channel 33 so I I was waiting for a function to finish and I hopped on Facebook to see what was going on and boom this popped up in my Facebook feed on this a couple weeks back in the Springfield newsletter I just did not have time to talk about it so I'm going to read this article to you it's in the St. Louis Dispatch so they get all the credit for this the article I think was written by um, Kirk Erickson but I you know I could do a little digging around make up my own article but I'm crunching on time and this is horrifically important so I wanted to just go ahead and post it and I hope Kurt will not be upset. I'm giving him credit. This is an article by Kurt Erickson. An article in the St. Louis Dispatch by Kurt Erickson, which was posted on Facebook. And I apologize. It's raining. I live in my barn, and I have a tin roof. So I love it when rain hits the tin roof, but it doesn't sound so good on a pod- on a podcast. Here we go. Beginning Tuesday... Missouri libraries and members of the public can formally weigh in on an attempt by Secretary of State Jay Ascroft to block public funding for libraries if they offer books that might appeal to the sexual interests of minors. Ashcroft, a Republican who is planning a run for governor in 2024, proposed this new rule in October and 
Tuesday marks the beginning of a 30-day comment period designed to let the public air their concerns. Get your fucking pencils out, pull out and dust off your typewriter, crank up your computer, turn on your smartphone, reach out and tell this bleep, 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 what you think about his authoritarian attempt to ban books in Missouri to stifle the education of our children because they blow it out of proportion. They, they totally blow this out of proportion. But anyway, let's go back to the article. Depending on those comments, the rule could be reworked partisan panel of state lawmakers who could vote to send the matter to the full House and Senate. Or maybe we could just let them pass the law and then sue the fucking shit out of them. Oops. My computer's really acting weird today, so I'm not going to redo this if it, if it froze on part of it and didn't record it. Okay, the proposed rule would require Missouri's 160 local school libraries to adopt policies on the age appropriateness of literature, and under the rule, anyone can challenge access to the books. Anybody. Anybody. Don't even have to live in fucking Missouri. Anybody can challenge the rule on the books. And guess what? Librarians already do that, asshole. Golly, these people make me sick. Libraries that violate the rules would risk, would risk losing state funding, which is doled out by the Secretary of State's office through the state librarian budget. Budget documents put that amount at more than $3.5 million in the coming fiscal year. The proposal has generated pushback from libraries and others who say it's an attempt to, it's an attempt by, con, by a conservative politician to ban books. No, duh. The Missouri Library Association called the rule, quote, an infringement on the professional judgment of libraries and an effort to further stoke division in the communities that libraries serve. Jeez. This set of new rules, for the most part, represents the an obtuse political effort to catch librarians in the act of being librarians and to recast the spotlight, that spotlight, in a malicious and, I can't say that word, hue, end quote. Missouri Association of School Libraries also asked residents to, quote, support libraries, public, academic, and school across Missouri and provide feedback on the restrictive and harmful rule change. This measure is restrictive and against the ideals that libraries uphold, including intellectual freedom and access to information. It is not in the best interest of Missourians, our library patrons, and our students, the organization said. I'm not even going to say what Ashcroft said. That's just not going to say that either, Ashcroft. The proposed change is similar to a new law passed by Missouri's Republican-led legislature that made it a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail for educators to give K-12 students books with photos Oh, get this. This is hilarious. They're going to fine or jail these educators who, who give K-12 through students books with photos, drawings, or other visual depic- depictions that are sexually explicit. There are a few exceptions for anatomy, biology, art. Art? You're going to let art? 
You're going to let art in on this? That's amazing. Okay. Exceptions for anatomy, biology, art, and other images that are educational and that the law does not ban and the law does not ban written descriptions that might be considered sexually explicit. Oh, no words. Well, I have words, but they're potty words. And then, yeah, okay. All right, here's the important part. And I'll try to put it in my show notes so you don't have to try to write this down. Comments may be submitted to the Secretary of State's office via email at comments at sos.mo.gov or by traditional mail to the office of the Missouri Secretary of State, P.O. Box 1767. Oh, that's clever. I'm sorry. P.O. Box 1767, Jefferson City, Missouri, 65102. Comments submitted via email must include, quote, 15 CSR 30-200.015, end quote, in the subject line. Well, let's just make this easy. Let's make them jump through hoops to get a hold of you. I took a screenshot of this comment, I mean of this information, and I will put it in my show note. This is extremely important. I encourage everybody, if you do nothing else, please do this. Write a letter and tell this where to go. I mean, mm, the fear-mongering that these, they're just acting like authoritarians. The fear-mongering that they are putting into the minds of parents and children is just observed. It's, it should be against the law. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. Um, it's like living in Russia. That's what our Republicans are doing. They are treating us like we live in Russia or China or Turkey or Poland where we cannot make educational decisions by ourselves. The libraries already segregate books of this topic. They're not all out there on free display with a centerfold displayed out in the open at the end of the bookshelf so people can see it. No, they're not. Librarians are professionals. They know what they're doing. They protect our children and they protect our, the, the parents. Why? Because they want everybody who comes into the library to have access to free education. That's it. Now, ask yourself, why would our authoritarian Republicans not want that? Not want our children or the parents of our children to access free education? We don't live in Russia. We don't live in China. We don't live in Turkey. So why are our authoritarian Republicans trying to treat us as though we do? Ask yourself that and then get your pen and pencil and write your letter and mail it off to them or send them an email. I mean, don't forget, or send them an email, but don't forget, you have to put that quote in the subject line and I'll type all of this up in the show notes. Okay, this time, for real. Have a good day, and until next time, stay involved. Stay involved, then have a good day.